Rich. And this is Melody. And this is the water cooler. How are you doing tonight, Melody? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. We're joined by Tawana, aren't we? Yes. My best friend from high school, Tawana. Nice. You can say hi. Oh, that's, oh, that's my cue. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> She's there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about being a white ally, um, how that looks, and basically how Tawana made a huge impact in my life. Oh, nice. This is like a little expose kind mm-hmm. of thing tonight. Okay, cool. I like it. Do we have any news stories for yep. or sound bites or anything like that tonight? So one thing I wanted to talk about is um, NPR did a really good bit about not racist is not enough putting in the work to be anti-racist and there's a whole article about different ways to be anti-racist so their first tip is accept that we've all been raised in a society that um, alleviate I'm sorry elevates elevates white culture over others being anti-racist will mean first challenging those notions inside yourself what do you think? I don't know. I mean, for myself. Um, You're half white, half Spanish. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest. Um, I don't know if this one necessarily applies to me. I mean, yes, I've been treated as a white male. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have that white male privilege. I get that. But I've also grown up in areas that are, have been pretty not, you know, treated that way. You know, I've, 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 um, I've, how, how can I say this in the right way that gets my message across? I've applied for scholarships, right? Under white, I've applied for scholarships under his, under Hispanic. Um, I was successfully chosen under the Hispanic one and I was a Florida Pathfinder, Right. And I was considered a minority, technically. Like, you look at me, you take one look at me, and you're like, he's, he's definitely not a minority. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but because half of me is, you know, they chose that other half. Um, I don't know if I have those notions inside of me, because I think I've, I think I've grown around that whole society myself of just different, you know cultures and everything else that I don't expect that I'm better than anybody else. I've, I've been slapped down because, you know, I'm look white male. I've been slapped down. I lost the pathfinder. I lost my, my computer programming scholarship because people were better than me that went to Suncoast. Right. So it's like things weren't just given to me as I grew up. So it's, it's a little hard for me to, to take this one. And that's where she sort of delineates that everyone who lives in the United States kind of learns a form of anti-black racism. I think we have to ask ourselves that question. How does anti-black racism live within us? She calls white supremacy, white body supremacy. It's a way to emphasize how racism has a visceral physical impact, elevating white bodies and bringing trauma to non-white ones. 
She suggests some people may even go through a, pro a process similar to the stages of grief, especially those who have privilege because of their white or light skin, when they uncover their unconscious bias and realize how extensively systematic racism affects their perspectives. I actually went through this. Well, and yeah, I, I can tell you too. Everything that I just told you just a second ago, right? A little more clarity now. Mm -hmm. Right. I can understand that. Right. And I, I use the um, story or the allegory that I can get in my in my vehicle. I can drive to Publix. Right. I don't fear getting in trouble mm -hmm. or being pulled over. Right. Mm -hmm. I can walk in there. No one's going to give me a second look or glance. I'm not going to get accused of shoplifting. You know, any of those things. Also, right. we've never sat our kids down and had a conversation about how to deal with police. Tawana, have you had to? Mm, more like standing up. We weren't sitting down. But, um, <laughs> no, my kids are kind of sheltered and naive to the situation. So for them, they're in their own individual bubble. I feel like it's better coming from a black man than a black woman because I'm a woman. So I can pretty much, it's easier for my daughter to receive what I'm saying versus my boys, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I can understand that. I mean, you know, there's definitely messages that are received better, um, you know, by the other parent or the other sex, right? You know, our kids, for example, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the boy responds better to me mm -hmm. than you. And sometimes the girl responds better to you than than to me. That's true. You know, um, that makes sense. I, I get that. So, but what does this distill this down from you, Melody? What does this What does this mean? To what does this mean? I think this has a lot to do with the white bubble and how you don't really realize that white people have privilege until that bubble pops. Sure. So I went through most of my life not realizing how much privilege I had. I had hard times, you know, I had struggles. I had to try out and go through the trials and tribulations of getting into art school. And I never thought, oh, it's because I'm white that I'm getting into this school. But once my bubble popped, I realized how much harder it is for black people to do some of the same things that I do. That's an interesting that you bring up right because i actually didn't have something like that i didn't have a bubble that popped because i went to really crappy schools well you were always the minority <laughs> i always was and 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 you know what here's the thing we all sucked together <laughs> seriously we all were just trying to not get caught by principal collins you know, or whatever it was, we we all were trying not to get our, our our butts beat by the other kids, you know, and none of us were trying out, and none of us were better than anyone else. We all just were a bunch of, you know, low income oh. kids that just went to school together. That's pretty much how it was, you know. There wasn't. Wait, I had a quick question. So when yeah. you said Principal Collins, are you referring to Palm Beach Lake? Absolutely. We were not a crappy school. I just want to clarify for the audience out there, Palm Beach Lakes rules, Rams, let's go. <laughs> Tawana has a lot of school spirit. Yeah, I, I hear that. I hear okay, that. Okay, <laughs> well, I didn't realize this right away, but it was pointed out to me that 
I had privilege at Palm Beach Lakes. See, and I didn't. That's that's interesting. I think that you might have, and you didn't realize well, it. Well, maybe. Like when you walked through the hallways, were you ever asked for your pass? Asked for my pass. Your well, hall pass. No, because I was always a good kid. No, but see, that's the thing. <laughs> I was always a good kid. I never well, got in trouble. My... <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I was also the one that gave out hall passes. But what I wasn't asked either because I was a good kid too. Well, so all the black people I talked to in high school always got asked for their hall pass, and I never did. I saw God I'm brown. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's just gonna keep baiting you. I know. <laughs> this is how she goes. Well, you also have to remember too. I was one of the ones that in the I told you the story in the morning. I was the hall pass guy who gave out the late passes, right? Now, if you want to talk about this little microcosm of privilege, yes, here's some privilege. I gave my friends free late passes without having to go to detention. <laughs> wow. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Those are black and white people, by the way, that I had friends with. Well. I think that at least in our school, we had even a little bit of that privilege. Oh, listen, we're not going to sit here and deny that that doesn't exist, right? I mean, I mean, come on. It, it, it did for sure. I can go on record. I can tell you a story. Um, I don't know how much I can do this because some of this was kind of sealed up. <laughs> On, on do purpose. tell yeah um well i told you a story where i was nearly expelled right it was yes. my senior year and i got wrapped up in something that was really really stupid um uh, in computer programming class right yep and the administration wanted to expel me mm -hmm. for that my mom fought very hard against that right and the middle ground was okay well that's fine we're not going to expel him but we're going to make him do community service okay at a local church right and my mom fought hard against that too it's like this is, he's not being convicted of anything he's not going to do community service your mom's a hard one right um, the difference is, is that I'm not really sure how that would have went down because there was also other kids that got caught up in this drama. I was, the, I was the white one and there was four black kids. Mm -hmm. right? What happened to them? They were not brought in front. It was me. Right, so I was not the one that was... I'm sorry, they were not the ones that were brought into the principal's room to discuss expulsion. I was the only one that was brought in for expulsion. Whereas I was not the one that committed the initial infraction. It was somebody who took something from me. I'm, I'm being purposely vague here because I need to be. Mm -hmm. Um... And distributed it amongst the school. Right. Right. There's, there's. A... Was there any kind of.
punishment for them? Yeah, they got in-school suspension. So you got nothing. No, I got expulsion. No, but you didn't get expelled. No, I got in-school suspension. I got reduced down to in-school suspension. Okay. But so I was that up seems for expulsion. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Why they got in-school suspension at Palm Beach Lakes. What do you think, Tawana? I think I want to know more about the story, Ben. I don't have all the information. I can't. I can't give my honest opinion. So I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll just give you. That. I'll just give you like a a little. This I can give you. Um, I don't know if this is still a fact. I'm I'm assuming it is. If a student takes a um, teacher's answer book, it's an automatic expulsion. And you were helping her with computers, so you had all of her files. Yeah, and inadvertently, I took her answer book. I did not know that. I copied it, gave it to a few of my friends. Uh, it was a program that happened to have that yeah, and attached. Then it, because I was the one that did it. They were the ones that spreaded it. I was the one that was put up for expulsion. Meanwhile... That's, they spread it amongst the whole school. Right. But So this brings up a good question for our listeners. Is there such a thing as reverse racism? Because Mr. Collins is black. Most of our admin and staff was black. Do you think, Tawana, that there's such a thing? Um, I'm just going to say it depends on the individual. That's my safe answer. Let me tell you why. Yeah. Because if he said that back in the day that that was a rule, it doesn't necessarily mean if you like if you're a white or black. If that was the rule, if you did that, you were being expelled. He just so happened to be white slash Hispanic, so mm -hmm. that's why he was up for that. So I don't know. I mean, it depends. So I'm gonna say yes and no. That's my that's my safe answer. Yeah, I mean, I think. Honestly, Tawana, I think your 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 saddle answer probably is right, to be honest. I think it's a yes and no, because I can see both sides, right? Now, to give a little bit more clarity, the teacher that um, I supposedly stole the answer book from called me the next day crying, saying that she had no idea what was going on. I'm so sorry. I... I pitched my story to them and you know yada 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 blah 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 right doesn't matter but i can see both sides i can see look maybe yes i was the one that perpetrated it i gave it out and they spread it so they're not they're a lesser degree you know mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like it should have been maybe equal. elevated to the e equal right you know, and well, even outside of this situation, I think it it's an interesting question that has actually come up in our group a few times. I think that there's definitely a way to be prejudiced against any group of people. So you can be white and be pre and be prejudiced against Asian people. Um, like with this whole COVID thing and the president saying it's the Chinese virus and Chinese, well, all Asian actually people were having a lot of flack after that came out, you know. Um, I think that maybe some black people can be prejudiced against white people because they've had bad experiences. So they feel like, 
you know, they're done. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, right, is that I, I don't want to go on here and say that anyone in this situation that I just gave us prejudice. Right. I don't want to say that because I don't, I, that would be me speaking on their behalf. Well, no, and right. I'm not saying your situation particular but, just brings up an interesting... But I do want to say this, though, is that prejudice is a very easy thing to get sucked into. Mm-hmm. You know, very easy. And Tawana, I'm sure you could even say yourself, it's a very easy thing to get sucked into, you know? So, for example, you know, if you're working in a store, I'm going to speak on your behalf and, you know correct me if i'm wrong here of course you know you're in a store and you get these country redneckish people that come into your store and they just give you the hardest time constantly day in and day out the next time you see a country redneckish person come into your store you're gonna be like oh gosh here we go again <laughs> right my honest answer is no oh okay I'm, I'm older now and I have a lot more patience and I'm fully aware that everyone is different. What you did to me today does not determine what the next person would do to me tomorrow. That's I treat everyone with the same respect. That's until you what F we're me missing. over. I don't know yeah. if I can curse on the station, but I'm just saying. I think that's what we need more of. That's what we're missing here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I mean, I think Tawana, you're you're taking the exact right approach. Because I think the scenario I just laid out probably is not, um, <laughs> your response is not the norm, mm-hmm. I think, you know, whereas I can, I can lay out infinite responses, right? A public cashier who constantly has, you know, let's say, you know, 15 Spanish people in a row and all they do is constantly badger this person. They're going to start being like, oh God, here comes the next Spanish person, you know? Mm-hmm or whatever actually i have a completely different than race situation i ordered a sub from this one sub shop and they screwed up my order and they gave me a free sub what they wouldn't order or they wouldn't deliver it even though my original sub was delivered and now even though the sub i had before that was excellent i have put off ordering from them and that's (laughs) Okay, let me chime in on that because I love food. Everyone knows food. Put it in food perspective. Yes, there you go. (laughs) Okay, so now you want to talk about food. Now, there's certain locations like McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell. I'll go certain areas. Like, I would drive an hour away to get some food if it's good customer service. Sure. Or I found out, wait, what's that person's schedule? Because I don't want to come when he's working or when she's working. It doesn't matter. They black, white, I don't even care. If you mess up my order... My food, oh, you cannot touch my food no more. I'm just yeah. So now. <laughs> no, that that makes complete complete sense, and I think that I think that gets to like the uh, the the PG version of like what we're talking about. I think yep. that makes 100 percent complete sense, Tawana. Honestly, and you know I've always told Melody, it's like, look, you go to a restaurant and you have a really bad experience, you're not gonna go back there again. Yeah right you're just not going to now that's that's like okay that doesn't hurt anybody right it's a restaurant who cares mm-hmm. but when you equate that to to particular people or scenarios that's that's the problem and i think everyone has that inherentness in them 
Yeah, I think it's human nature, but I do have to say there's a difference between being prejudiced and being racist. So there is a huge there is difference. a systematic racism problem in America against black and brown people. You know, actually anyone not white. We have never caged white people. We've caged brown people. We've caged or put in internment camps Asian people. We kill black people in broad daylight with police. I mean, we cage them too with yeah. a un a unreasonable amount of black people that are incarcerated. Yeah. It, so there is a difference. And to take that one step further, right? So we, we use the restaurant analogy mm-hmm. here, right? And Tawana just said she'll go an hour out of her way to get some good McDonald's. Yep. Right? And she doesn't care if there's a black, brown, white person there, right? That's the difference. The difference is, is that if she drove an hour out of her way to her favorite McDonald's because she knew she knows that McDonald's does it right, but she walked in and there's a white person behind the counter, she gets back in her car, she drives away. That's the difference, right? What you were just talking about. Yeah. The difference between, you know, racism and potential um, prejudice. Prejudice. Right. Right. What well, do you think, Tawana? Tawana's like, I would never do that, but I know. <laughs> right. I'm like, like in Because it's good McDonald's, right? I mean, we gotta do it anyways. <laughs> well, Tawana's not prejudiced. I know, she's having a hard time. <laughs> not now, because for me, race race being racism or racist and being prejudiced, that's two different things for me. Cause when you're a racist, you're dealing with an entire race. When you're being prejudiced, right. it can be anything. Like I use my son for an example. For the longest, black boys to him that wear Jordans were troublemakers. So what happened was I had no 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 seriously no that's interesting so, yeah 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 so what happened was I had a good friend um and we were helping her one day and I took my son over there he was he was one that owned Jordans had dreads and everything again black boys with dreads Jordans to my son is a troublemaker okay well he had a ball with his her son and then we left the house he was like mommy I I thought all boys, you know, brown boys with Jordans and dreads were like bad kids, but he's really smart and we have this in common and blah, blah, Mm. blah. And I was like, see, that's a, that's a really, really interesting story. And how old is your son for our audience? Well, now he's 13, but at the time I think he was, I think he was about 11 or 12 at the time. That's a really interesting story. And I, I actually, I really like that story because you know, even in your own race, right? You can have your own prejudice prejudices, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, I have the most amazing friend who's Caribbean. She's from St. Thomas. And for a really long time as a teacher, she had a huge president uh, prejudice against black African and, you know, well, non Caribbean, Caribbean for sure has a chip on their shoulder. I'll just say that. That's that's, that's a, prejudice, babe. It is. I know, but Caribbean has so, a thing. Yeah. She had a thing about black Americans and one of her reasons, which she didn't even realize until she started talking it through with me, was that her ex husband is a black American and she hates him. Oh, wow. So her kids are technically half part of black that. you know black american and she half caribbean half i'm sorry she hates half her kids 
No. <laughs> she claims them as her kids, and that's just her, you know. The better half. Stupid ex-husband. Yeah, the better yeah. half is mine. Yeah. But it's just so funny to me that, you know, white people do this too. Oh, yeah, White people we do. have Absolutely. prejudice against, you know, fat Americans or redneck type oh, country folks. Middle, middle America versus the coasts, left and oh, right yeah. coasts you know absolutely we 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 do it a lot amongst ourselves so there's a guy that i used to work with and he lived in okeechobee and um he called anybody who lived in palmage county coasties Mm -hmm. and he just hated everyone who lived in palmage county yeah yeah no it makes complete sense i mean i've I have It's seen... our tribalistic nature. Yeah, and you know, the thing is, is that you're most comfortable with what you're used to. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? So if you grew up in Okeechobee County, which is a very small area, right? Real then... redneck. Yeah. You said it. <laughs> but yes. And if you're if you grew up in Okeechobee County, then you know, you're used to that feel of it right Mm -hmm. if you come to palm beach county it's gonna rock your world yeah you know what i mean so how this relates to being a, a white ally and a better ally is to realize that this is basically innate every single person grows up with these well with the tendency to group other people right mm-hmm. Like your son, Tawana. He grouped brown boys with dreads and Jordans to be bad boys, right? Correct. And he hung out with one that was not, and it sort of popped his bubble. It sounds like he has a pretty good mom. He does. Yeah. I mean, I'm rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it sounds like he he looked out. I mean, he's like, hey, you know, I, you know, these are kids that I shouldn't hang out with, and yeah, and then he. I did. have to say, I, I admire Tawana. She's a really good mom. I'm sure she is. I mean, it sounds like it. So, so we spent can... a lot of time on, on number, one. number one. <laughs> we kind of meandered around a lot here. So we have to accept that this is how we are, right? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, the thing is, is that. And then we have to evolve like Tawana has evolved, right? I think she's a, a role model. Yeah, you know, she I, is. I, I threw her a question that I automatically assumed that she was going to respond the way that I thought she was going to respond and she didn't and she responded in a way that is perfect and I admire that yep we need to be more like Tawana okay turn up tears (gasps) no I'm serious I'm I'm, I'm completely serious I thought you were going to be like yeah I, I completely understand that and you were like no I don't I don't I don't see that because I just let it day by day and you know these, yep. these are just people and you know she's more so mature than we yeah, are exactly yeah I'm, I'm like a, i'm like a 13 year old you know so hey you know what can we say <laughs> all right so let's go on to the tip number two tip number two is learn the history of racism and anti-racism especially in america to educate yourself about the complexities of the issues you'll be confronting that's kind of vague 
I know. But if you're looking to educate yourself, there are movies. So if you're not really a reader, you can um, watch 13th on Netflix. Okay. You can watch several other movies. Um, There's also... uh, Hold on one second. I need the title because I'm going to botch it. Um, Well, while you're doing that, I'll just just say this, right? Maybe... You know, all of us here might be a little behind the times, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't. We're 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 in a time that when we were in high school, this really wasn't taught, right? Mm-hmm. These were, you know, we just got taught what was quote American history at the time, and um, I don't think a lot of racism and anti-racism came up, right? You know, so it was like you know Thomas Jefferson. It was. You know, your forefathers, it was uh, Native whitewash history. I guess you can call it whitewash history, yeah. Yep. But I don't really remember a whole lot of racism coming up in that in that discussion. So does that mean that I need to get caught up? Yes. We have some things to watch. Okay. So if you're a watcher, 13th is a great movie. The Social Dilemma is a good one to watch. Tawana, do you have any that you can think of? Mm, no, not movies, more reality stuff. More like, for instance, if there's parents that's on this, um, are they listening in? I would say join your local PTA, your local school council. Get involved with the community. There's a lot of information and resources that they have so that you can learn what's going on. And you could be more like, I guess, what we like to call in the brown community, awoke. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get informed. Information is very powerful. Knowledge is good for you. So Yes, absolutely. Now, there are some bestseller lists that reveal a lot of great books on anti-racism. One is um, How to Be an Anti-Racist. Another one is Me and White Supremacy. And there's White Fragility. So if you Google those, you know, you can check those out. I almost so, broke my knees, so I'm I'm pretty white and fragile right oh brother <laughs> bad joke <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> no but i understand i understand what you're saying i mean i mean this no. also it kind of goes with tip number three you might have to branch out and check out films and tv shows that'll challenge your notions of race and culture and dive in deeply um you know something that you might not normally pick to watch what was that movie that was recently put out? I have not seen it. I apologize. But the movie by... Um, oh, gosh. It's going to kill me now. I can't think of it. Is uh, it a Five Bloods? What is it? It was by... Oh, oh Rich. TikTok. It's killing me now. It was, it was a huge movie a couple of years ago. Well, while you're looking that up... I'll look it up. Let me look it up real quick. Tip number four goes along with what Tawana said. Find local organizations involved in anti-racism efforts, preferably led by people of color, and help uplift their voices and ideas. Get so Out. you mentioned... Get oh, Out was the movie, the movie. Get Out. Yes, I saw that. I have not seen it, but I've heard that is like the woke movie of the year. Is it? it? Yeah. We is gotta it? watch it. Tawana, you liked it? 
Yeah, I like it. It's a good movie. See? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good Sorry movie. not to cut you off, Melody, but no, that's it just good. came to my mind right away. I'm like, get out. <laughs> so definitely joining your PTA will get you some more exposure. Um, this particular one is local organizations involved in anti-racism efforts like ours, Black Lives Now, BL, yeah, blnow.org. Now, it says preferably led by people of color. Mm-hmm. So, Tawana, our organization is led by four black admins and one white one. What do you think about the people saying, I have no business being part of the leadership? Um, I'm all for the be a part of the solution, not the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to chime in and help out, cool. You have some issues, go the other way. Oh, is that what you're saying to the people who might be saying something negative? I think she was saying that to you. <laughs> no, <it> was it? <laughs> <laughs> That's to the people that have something negative. <laughs> I think she was telling you go the other way. No. <laughs> No, that's great that's great Tawana I, I love it because um, we kind of touched on that in our first podcast because of where I've been and you know I'm still learning and what am I doing starting a group you know because I founded it but day look, one you're not going to be perfect Melody and no. look you're white own it right yep own it it's what it is and here's the thing you're an ally mm-hmm. right and you're started this whole organization to be to better black lives yeah so don't don't doubt yourself own it don't get down no of course not and here's the thing right tawana the only yeah, thing that she can do is go up from here solution. exactly yeah. and on day one i called my black friends <laughs> I keep telling you I'm brown. Okay, sorry. This is joke. Look, you know we're all joking here, right? <laughs> I just want to make sure I don't need nobody on following y'all because I keep saying that. <laughs> all right, so I'm not go. white. I'm milk toast. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I'm caramel. very pale, by the way. <laughs> just to let you know. Well. Okay, cool. So we went through our top five here, right? I think we had some other things that we wanted to do. Um, so we've given some examples of the right way to do things to pop our bubble, right? Oh, boy. We I wanna... can't wait for the wrong things. Here we go. <laughs> he knows Melody, me. tell me what that can do wrong. <laughs> well, here is a lady that has a complete meltdown I can't because... Wait. There's a woman wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Oof. How dare at she? A, at a Tennessee football game. Oh, so, gosh. Even worse. Yeah, so this lady freaks out. All right, here we go. Black Lives Matter, you black and twisted, crazy person. There you go. There you go. Say whatever you want to do. This is Tennessee Karen. Real name Sonia Holt. I'm just gonna pause it. For wow! Me. Wow! She has some 
fiery opinions there. White lives matter. And what are you going to do, little black girl? <laughs> How rude. <laughs> right? What do you think, Tawana? Tawana, would you have decked her? No. I have, I have <laughs> great um, self-control. Um, so, think- you know, I can say, like, because I wasn't in that particular situation. So me saying it right now, listening to it, for me, I would just let them talk to themselves. I like to tell my team members, you can't argue, they can't argue alone. So if you keep saying stuff back, that's going to make them keep saying something back. So for me, I would just enjoy the game. Shit, I paid to watch the game. I'm not going to argue with you, lady. (laughs) I'm wearing my shirt. I would have been dancing in the stands with my damn shirt on. Like... (laughs) Like yeah, this is my ticket stuff. I paid thirty nine fifty for this. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> but so for me, yeah, I just be watch, watching a lot of these videos and they be going back and forth. For me, I think I'll just just keep on walking because I walked away from many, many ignorant people when they should have gotten hit. But I feel like I took the high road and I'm here now, looking like I'm sixteen, but I'm thirty four. Hey, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I have to, to say, introduce my age from now on. It's like I'm I'm 35. Hey, that's <laughs> <laughs> a flair to it, right? That's Except really we're cool. white, so it's like, hey, we look 45, but we're 35. Hey, <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> See, the thing that I find interesting is that. When the other I side see, has some self-control. No, that's the thing. That's what I was going to comment on is that if you ever see a black person freak out, oh, they freak I have out. to say but when, when there it, has been a long time of them not freaking out. When they freak out, though, it's probably A, warranted, but well, B, yeah. it's Ooh, a no, good show. Yeah, when we turn out, it's a good show. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah, <laughs> That's I don't know. I'm saying that right now from being right here. I'm not there, so I don't know. You know what I'm saying? What all was said? Like what made her turn around? Like I don't, I don't know. So I'm from right now. I'm making that that comment now. If I was there, I don't know, but I'm making a comment from where I am right now. I don't know. I've been around a lot of black people who have been through some stuff, and you guys have patience of a saint. Thank you. It's hard I'm sometimes. I'm trying to tell you. Well, and that's what we were talking about fatigue in one of our water cooler pod, uh, podcasts. Yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. But like people don't understand black people have been fighting this fight for hundreds of years and they're still fighting. Yeah. Tawana, what do you think about fatigue in this whole situation that's going on right now? Maybe maybe we can take a good segue on that. Right. So one thing that we did on one of our earlier podcasts, um, we talked about fatigue and the fact that you know when all these atrocities occurred months ago right people were out in the street people were were up in arms people were donating money people were doing it was on the news so on and so forth right it's quieted down now you know and i think the level of interest has quieted down now is that because we're getting tired of it it's too commonplace. What is it? What do you think that is? That's for you, Tawana. Uh, I think it's a lot of distractions going on. I think it's uh, pulling everyone in every other direction. 
Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, you know, you got the elections coming up. So that's a distraction. Then you have the virus. That's a distraction. It's just, and then you have people that's just taking it a day at a time. So mm-hmm. I just want, I think it's just the distractions. It's too many distractions. But if we can just get everyone to just stay focused mm-hmm. and stay on track, then they'd be like, but who, what, who, who did it? Mm-hmm. Huh? What? Yeah, I have to say I'm disappointed in white people as a whole because a lot of people, it wasn't until George Floyd that their bubbles really popped. And then all of a sudden, a few months later, they're already fatigued and over it. Yeah, I mean, and it's like you do realize there's hundreds of people before him. There's now people after him. We need to stay focused and on track. Yeah, George Floyd was definitely the catalyst. That was the big one that got everyone on their feet, right? Took notice. It was it was on the news. I don't think there's anyone out there, whether you're, you know, white, black, red, blue, whatever it is. I don't think there's anyone out there who doesn't know the story of George Floyd at this point. He I had, agree. You know, so with that said, though. There's plenty of stories in all of everyone's backyards. We have it here in Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah, Corey Jones Corey years Jones ago. Corey Jones got shot down, mm-hmm. you know, by an undercover off-duty officer in a minivan. You know, he was and a drummer a for a ago. local church, right? Yeah. We had the guy who just got, who was paralyzed, mm-hmm. riding his bike, reaching for his cell phone, right by a PVSO officer. Right. I mean, these are things that didn't get national. Well, at the point they got national attention, but it was for a day. But, you know, it's like, I I don't know. Are we just hearing too much about it? Or in my opinion, I feel like people are working behind the scenes. So just because it's not on television and you don't actually at this moment hear about it doesn't mean that they're not working on it, if that makes sense. Because, like, even when they're trying to switch up the laws or pass this or whatever, you have to get the right people in office to back it. You have right. to get. The I agree support. with that. And then, yeah. when, in order to get the support, you need people to go out to educate, so that whoever they educate will go out and support, and then get more people to come out and support. It's like a, it's like a train, you know, like. You want everybody to get on board the train. You got to go out there. You got to promote this train coming through the town. We're going to be here. I need y'all here. Like promoters for the clubs. You know, they, they hand out the flyers ahead of time. So I think there's people, they're doing things behind the scenes, even though you may not know about it. And then, boom, it's like, oh, when were they working on that? But they've been working on that all along. They just I, probably needed what? I agree with money. that, but I'll, I'll also somewhat disagree with that, too. Um I'll agree with it. Yes, there's definitely things going on behind the scenes, right? There's lawmakers and, you know, doing their thing. Well, you know that because of our group. We have a lot going on behind the scenes that everyone doesn't know about yet. we definitely don't have protests like we did. No. happened. You know, the protests have definitely waned. You know, there's there's not people marching out front of the Palm Beach Gardens police office, you know. The support. Like, I had posted that poll... On Facebook, and a lot of our supporters showed that they have a lot of fatigue. Yeah, and I think they're. I think the thing is, is that 
you know, I'm going to go on, I'm going to go out here on a limb and say that, look, and this is a sad thing to say. Black people have, have dealt with this for a very long time. And support has not gone down in the black community. Right. And they, they feel this and they know this and it's like, oh God, here's another one. Here's another one, right? But here's, they literally have skin in the one. game. And, you know, us white people end up feeling woke for two or three weeks. And then we just move about our lives. And, and then that's that. And I promise you, I hear you. But I don't, I don't agree. Because. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm you don't have to agree. So yeah. many, like, I, I've got so many different opportunities because of a white person. Sure. And, you know, like even being like promoted, you're supposed to be on a job for what, a, at least about 90 days or in a position for about 60 days. I mean, six months. I've been promoted for like less than two months. So even like my kids, I mean, they've been handed different grants, different scholarships. So I, it's like I hear you. But I just like. No, 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 no. no. And Tawana, I, I 100% hear you. And, and that's awesome. Right. I think that's all good stuff. I think the difference is, though, is that the majority of the white culture is just I don't know a better way to say it, but just getting tired of fighting, fighting. And that's a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's like maybe a better way to say it is getting tired of standing up for black rights. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Now, I do have to say there's a lot of people standing up in a general sense, like in a political way, standing up for rights. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of people have gotten distracted by the election in a good way. Mm -hmm. There's a ton of, you know, blue mom groups and stuff like that, because unfortunately, this has been politicized. This is not just a human rights issue, which it should be. It should be well, both sides of the fence caring I mean, about black people. I mean, masks are at this point are politicized, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how far down we've gone the drain, you know. Right. But we had, you know, 37% of Republicans supporting Black Lives Matter in September. And then in June of this year, only 16%. Yeah, it's politicized. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. And 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 Tawana, I don't want to, you know, poo poo on anything that you just said. I think that's an awesome thing. That's awesomely great, right? That you got the opportunity that you were given, that your kids were given opportunities. That's the way it should be. That's the problem, right? That's the way mm-hmm. it should be. And have we fought enough for that? I don't know. Have we? I don't think so. We're we're very far from being done. I think that the election is a time crunch situation that we have to keep our focus on. But far and above the election, we need to keep the Black Lives Matter movement alive because I don't believe that that situation is fixed yet. What do you think, Tawana? What situation is fixed? I don't think, you know, no, and nothing's fixed. I think it's a work in progress. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. This whole thing is always, always going to be a work in progress. In fact, 
this nasty woman uh, posted only just a couple months ago said some nasty things at a rally because someone was wearing a Black Lives Matter hat. Here it is. Located in the state of Vermont. Black lives matter. You've had everything. Free everything. Blacks have been coddled for years. This Karen. Yikes. That is unacceptable. Well, I think I saw that video. I'm trying to recover. You be cutting it off so quick. Yeah, I know. She turned it off early, but but you know what? I have to I have to tell you, I'm I'm getting a sense that That's what we're up against. Fortunately, this is probably more commonplace than we'd like to admit. Yeah, unfortunately, there is some leadership in place that has made it more commonplace and more acceptable to go around talking about white lives matter and black people have been coddled for years. The, the fact that she had the gull to say that is just insane to me. Tawana, isn't that ridiculous? It's, it's, it was her environment. She was with a, a nice sized group of people that agreed with what she agreed with that made her feel comfortable to mm -hmm. say those things. Because yeah. had she been in a different type of environment, she wouldn't I have said boo. You. She wouldn't have said half of those things. She wouldn't have said boo. That's, that's my comment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. These Which... are, and, and, and you know what? Really interesting point that you just brought up. These are the people that you shop with the Publix. Yeah that exactly that, that the, they're, they're not see with boo. their people or they're not in a group they're not going to say boo right and but see that thing. is why i feel like it's respectful people ever to walk the planet earth when they by themselves yep see but that's why i think that it's so much more responsibility on white people to call it out like no that is not acceptable if you feel comfortable saying that around me, no, absolutely not. Like, for instance, my dad is the demographic of a Trumper, right? He's like 65, old white guy. He's definitely the opposite of a Trumper. <laughs> no, he's definitely. <laughs> but there has been several occasions like before covid when he'd be in the gym and some him. obnoxious white guy would make a comment to him that was completely wrong and off color like oh yeah these stupid black people blah 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 and my dad would be like uh no and my dad also is very intelligent so he didn't sound like that <laughs> no he, but, he was like uh no <laughs> <laughs> he would come back with this is why xyz blah 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 and they would just look at him like a deer in headlights they don't even know what to say or do they're just shocked like but you're my people why are you not agreeing with me <laughs> <laughs> and that's where i think we can't get fatigued. We need to be in this fight and we need to make sure that we're holding other white people accountable. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so much to unpack with this, right? And one podcast, five podcasts, ten podcasts are not going to do it, unfortunately. Um, 
I I feel really proud, honestly, that Tawana has not had a lot of these experiences. That's a really good thing. You know? Never said I didn't have the experience. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying oh, that, okay. that you... Yeah. No, she's had the experiences, but she hasn't let them shape her to be prejudiced against white yeah, people. Yeah, what I mean by yeah. what I right. mean by that is rewind for a minute where she was like, you know, her her child got an opportunity. She has an opportunity, you know, from, from white folk, right? That's good. That's all good stuff. And that's the way it should be, right? And... It sucks when it's not, and when you when you get that weird off color racism like you just talked about, where somebody's at a gym and is like, "Look at me, bro! I can lift more than that black guy over there." You know that's stupid. You know, mm-hmm. and why? You know, and and in in these videos that you just posted or you just you just played for us vehemently racist oh yeah right like unnecessarily racist because somebody has black lives you know shirt on and if you were watching the video everyone else around her is white so she definitely felt comfortable spewing her hatred but like tawana said if she was in a group of black people i bet you she'd be quiet as a mouse probably makes sense yeah i mean if it be yeah I agree. I agree. Makes sense. All right. So, anything else you want to push on here, Melody? Or are you go there? Or no, I just want to thank everyone for listening. And we are on blnwatercooler.com. Our group is blnow.org, and we are on all different social media. That's on that page. Uh, Tawana, thank you so much for joining us and giving us your much more mature <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. And I hope, you know, somebody did walk away with some food for the thought and, you know, just try to be a better person every day. Thank Absolutely. You. Such good food for thought, right? You know, that brings me to something you had mentioned being a good ally is really just being a better person right correct yes it's learning about yourself learning about other people putting other people above yourself it's just basic humanity being a better person yeah what's that golden rule that they told you back in kindergarten treat others how you want to be treated there you go absolutely why can't we all just abide by the golden rule that we were all t- taught back when we were five? Yeah. I wish we would. You know. Just keep teaching your kids that, and then they'll teach their kids, and the whatever kids that come, you know, in their presence, it'll be taught. It's and a dying, it's, keep- yeah, it's a dying breed. That's absolutely right. And keep teaching it, keep elevating Mm-hmm. Keeping a role model for your children, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll eventually, at some point, get past this, right? Yeah, might not be in our lifetime, but we'll we will get past this. Yeah. So, all right, Melody. Well, thank you so much for you know giving us the uh, news stories. And thank you, Tawana, so much for joining us. Yes, thanks, Tawana. Yeah, have a good one. All right, thank you so much. 
You too. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, call the show. Don't forget to visit blnow.org. Yes, absolutely. Check us out on all our social media. And definitely um, don't forget to vote. True. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thanks. Bye. Bye.